Welcome to the Steel Man Podcast, where we take a 15-minute look at a news story and try to have an honest conversation about it. We're the Steel Man. My name is Will, and with me is Jay. Say hi, Jay. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Hey, Jay. Uh, why do you keep sending me these stories about Nazis? Me? <laughs> well, uh, I, I, I'm not. So, look, here's the thing. Everybody loves Nazis. Like, like people talk about them all the time, man. I don't think we talk about Nazis nearly enough. So I just think, uh, you know, I think we probably should just turn the podcast into a Nazi podcast. Today we're going to talk about Friedrich Karl Berger. He is an old man, 95 years old, and lives in Tennessee. And he's been living there since 1959. Uh, this man was recently convicted for being a Nazi when he was 19 years old by a Tennessee court. They didn't charge him with killing anyone or abetting with any specific killing of anyone. The court is just basically asserting two things. One, that he was a guard, which he admits, and was meant, his role was to prevent prisoners from escaping a, a concentration camp. Uh, I should note, though, this was for prison camps. It wasn't one of your famous death camps like Auschwitz. So a lot of people died, did die at this camp, but it wasn't like a systematic murdering of an ethnic group kind of camp. Just, uh, just death by, you know, negligence and horrible conditions. Yeah, still, yeah still, accidental death. still terrible, terrible things. But it's important before we go into this conversation to separate it from, you know, gassing the Jews, which right. is what, what most people are going to think about when they hear concentration camp and Nazi. So that's pretty much a rundown of where we're at right now. What, is, what else did you learn about this, Jay? Well, he is no longer in Tennessee. He's back in Germany. Yeah, and I think Meppen, M-E-P-P-E-N, that was the specific uh, place he was at in 1945. He was only there for a couple of months. He supposedly didn't carry a gun. We can only assume that he never actually killed anybody or caused anybody to be killed, yet he was a guard there, right? He was doing his job. He was just doing his job as a guard for a Nazi prison camp. There have been other people. Uh, so I'm reading from AP News, an article called Germany, Nazi guard appointed from U.S. agrees to be questioned. Uh, they just mention that earlier this month, prosecutors charged a 100-year-old man on 3,518 counts of accessory to murder. On allegations, he served as a guard at the Sachsenhausen, probably mispronouncing that, concentration camp, and a 95-year-old woman on 10,000 counts. 10. 10,000. 10,000, Will. 10,000 wow. counts of accessory to murder on allegations. She served as the secretary to the former SS commandant of the Stutthof camp. So, yeah, the precedent is set, right? The law is there, and that's what they're using for this guy. He's an accessory to death or murder or negligence or horrible conditions. Okay, so I, th I thought this was a really interesting story. So I, I ended up sending to you. I'm sorry. It's great. throwing you in the bus earlier. Damn right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it made me start thinking, like, what do you think of, Jay, when I, when I say the word Nazi? Mm. Uh, definitely genocide. Uh, racism. I mean, Germany, you know, uh, I'd say fascism, I guess, generally, as well as, you know, war. I mean, yeah. a bunch of terrible shit, yeah. basically. Yeah. Would you would you even go as far as to even associate the word evil with them? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. and, and to just, to me, I've always thought words, we treat them as real things when they're just, they're, they're patterns of sound waves, and they only have the meaning that we give to them, right? God doesn't have a dictionary. Well, I mean... 
I think it's important to recognize like kind of how like Americans view the word Nazi. I mean, I think if you look at our culture, like in our entertainment, it's always okay to, to kill Nazis. You know, if they're in the movies, they're the bad guys that kill. In video games, they're the bad guys that kill. The word Nazi, the, anything that associates Nazi in the American life really is, is, a, is pretty simply evil. I think a lot of Americans associate Nazis like Christians associate demons. There's nothing redeeming about a demon. Demons can only exist in the realm of evil. It's very one-dimensional. It's very pure evil. So there's no ambiguity. The, the demonization of uh, certain groups of people is like so fundamental to the human experience. Thinking that there's this pure evil, like a force of nature, and that it inhabits people. But, I mean, I do want to give people a break because the reason we draw a black and white uh, line through everything is because of our instinct to avoid things that kill us at all costs. So, in some sense, it's a simplification process for our mind to be like, okay, I'm just going to file that in the category of evil yeah. and just move on with my day. And with all that being true, it makes sense. Like, I, I, I get the instinct. and it make, I mean, they killed so many people. I, I guess the question is, is it true, is it fair to view every single person who existed as a Nazi in, this, in the same category of evil? I would say that I, when I say the word Nazi, and I think most people, they immediately think of soldier, government official, you know. But, it, I mean, being a Nazi was so much more than that. I mean, it was a vast majority of people in Germany. Like, they would be Nazis. If you're going to say that Nazi fits cleanly in the domain of evil, it applies to everyone. From And I mean everyone, just to be clear, like everyone from Hitler to the granddaughter of a prison guard. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's useful to do that looking back on what happened, to lump people into a group, slap a name on them, and then associate them with evil. I mean, there is a utility to it, right? Like, uh... I mean, you can't be ambiguous with every single individual. You've got to take a, shor a shortcut to figuring out who exactly is evil mm -hmm. when somebody's invading your fucking country, right? Oh, yeah, and I get that, and I, I see where you're going with that, but I also think that lends to actual evil decision-making. Because that, that kind of thought process, while I understand it, leads to the justification of killing civilians. Yeah. Personally, I'm just—I'm against— painting any person as evil. I don't care how, how bad of shit that they've done. Evil is an abstract thing that we use to communicate to each other, right? So when people use the word Nazi, and people use the word uh, socialist if you're conservative, a socialist is just an evil person. Maybe less than a Nazi, right? Maybe you, if you're a conservative, you'd rather hang out with a socialist than a Nazi. I don't know. But, uh, but you know, when you try to pinpoint what it is exactly that makes someone a socialist and why that's evil, each individual person is going to have their own story. It's too difficult to do. And, and if you weren't forced to, into doing that, obviously, you shouldn't do it, right? If somebody's not there to kill you, you don't need to judge them right away. You can hold back. You don't have to label them as anything. So we both agree, right, that there is like a kind of like a spectrum of Nazi that exists. So I yeah. guess that le this leads us to this guy's specific situation. You know, he's a guard at a at a camp that's not a death camp because that's really what I when I read this story that's what they're invoking right and, and I feel like we have to parse 
this detail. Unless, of course, I'm wrong. Maybe they're on the same level. What do you think? Are they on the same level? No. No, they're not. Now, uh, we can call him a Nazi, but still say, like you said, there are different levels of Nazi, right? At level one, uh, you're just living in Germany at the time of the Nazis, and you ain't trying to cause no trouble. You don't want to get killed by the SS. You don't want to cross Hitler. You're just trying to live your damn life. So if that means you just sit back and, you know, you're not storming the concentration uh, camp to try to save the Jews, like you're just hanging out at your home, then the only thing you're guilty of is not committing suicide, basically, right? So so that's like the—and this guy is a level above that, right? He, uh, you know, he willfully worked for the Nazi Party's military. Maybe, because maybe you want to consider that, you know, people were drafted into— to the Nazi you know, echelons. I mean, the, the Pope is famous for being drafted into the young Nazi youth at 14. We don't, we're not like trying to prevent him from coming to America, right? Well, you know, I really wonder if the prosecutors at the DOJ, right, the specific people that were handling this, I, if I'd love to see inside their mind to see if they really believe they're really serving justice in this case, or if they're just part of the bureaucracy and it's the, you know, this is their job and they're following the law and doing what their boss tells them, you know, just like this Nazi guy was doing. <laughs> That's a good one. Maybe this is the time to, to explain, maybe steel man, why it was appropriate for the Department of Justice to punish this man in this way, despite the fact that we recognize that people had been held accountable for the crimes of this key already. I think there's a couple of things. First of all, let's recognize that his punishment in this case was just having to move. It's a slap on the wrist, okay. But uh, maybe the more important thing is is that there's any punishment at all, right? To say, look, it, it is a z- it's truly a zero-tolerance policy to be in any way engaged with anything close to genocide. So to get him out of here and to put it up uh, as a story, to see that justice is still being done, from that perspective, of course, you're, you found this guy, you've got the evidence, he admits he was there, Give him that little slap on the wrist. It's not hurting that much. And it's showing everybody out there you're still committed to serving justice where it's due. Yeah, I think that's zero tolerance part of that explanation, I think, does make, if you're going to hold this position, I think it's the strongest argument. Well, and also one more thing, too, is that people love justice. And I think people go too far with it. And this is part of the steel man the other way around, really, is that what this is all about is some sort of revenge lust, right? It's like it's people chasing this feeling of serving justice and they're finding places to do it even where it doesn't really exist. Right. But yeah, the getting a sense of justice is really important to human beings. Like we need to feel it. And it, on some level, it, we have to at least think that it's there. Right. But, uh, but again, going back to the zero tolerance thing and holding that position and holding everybody who was a Nazi accountable with zero tolerance, I, that does imply then that you don't just hold the government officials we've already executed, probably not only just this guard, but anybody at all associated with the Nazi military. So it makes sense that you go after all of them, because at some level, even though the famous saying goes, following orders is an excuse, well, it turns out following orders is an excuse for a lot of people out there. Uh, we don't hold them accountable for you know being drafted into the Nazi army and just doing their job as they did it. Yeah, well, there the, and there are levels of culpability to any act, getting direction from someone else to do it 
to me, that lowers your culpability at least a little bit. Yeah, especially in this instance where they don't actually point to him and say, hey, you killed these three people. It's just like you served as a guard for Nazis, and we are really leaning heavy on the Nazi term being poisonous to justify doing this kind of punishment to you. Well, yeah, one has to wonder, would we treat anyone the same if this had nothing to do with Germany or Nazi and it was some other prison camp with terrible conditions where people have died, which you better fucking believe happens right here in the U.S. and has happened even more uh, when you decades when you go back. I mean, yeah. how many how many prison guards walk free in the United States who were witness to uh, whether they did it or not, but were around and working for a prison that had horrible conditions where people died? Yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Like, how many people are part of the torture program who aren't yeah. punished? Much less. Yeah random maybe cafeteria workers who serve the food for the people who tortured yeah. uh, the prisoners. It's like, yeah, <laughs> right. You serve food to a Nazi. Yeah. You must be a Nazi. Well, and, uh, and also, I also want to point out here before we get too far that the German government still pays this guy for his time of being a Nazi. So, I mean, why don't we hold the German government accountable at, at yeah. even a higher accountability than this random guard for paying That's Nazis? <laughs> That's a great fucking question. I mean, to give the Germans some credit, we're all about being good to our veterans. So, hey, what's wrong with Germany being good to their veterans? Yeah, so I guess let's bring this all back to the man. What do you think the man's crime is? Do you think, my stance is his crime was existing as a Nazi. That's his crime, right? Or do you, th do you think he has a, a much more substantial crime that I've just not seen here? The only other thing I got is that, I don't know, he didn't come forward and admit it. He made us go after him. Was he supposed to march into a police department at some point earlier in his life and be like, oh, yeah, I was a guard at a Nazi prison camp for a while. You know, lock yeah, me up. I don't, and I mean, and it's hard to think that he actually kept it secret if the German government is specifically paying, it, paying him for yeah. it. <laughs> it. That's another weird thing about it. It's like it was fine this whole time, right? The, the, this 95-year-old guy and the other 100-year-old people I mentioned – They've just been sitting at their houses. Yeah, I'm having a hard time saying that this is justice served. To me, this is just kind of like a, a PR win for the Justice Department to kind of like, you know, Nazis that are currently in the, the, the American consciousness right now, uh, politically, like we, we're accusing everybody of being Nazis. This is an opportunity for them to, to get a win. Uh, that's well said. But I would say the only way that justice was served here, since justice is purely an imaginary concept it's a feeling it's just something that exists in our heads if a, if people feel like oh my gosh this guy's it doesn't matter exactly what he did he was close enough to it justice is served from anybody who is associated with german nazis well i think that was pretty good do you have anything else um uh let me see well we're out of time